0: Hey guys, today's the day that Meredith Tulos is gonna be on the show. I get the privilege of interviewing her about her new book, A Gift to Remember. It's a Christmas book for children, but it's also quite amazing for adults. The artwork in the book is spectacular and the message is amazing. She helps us to remember the true meaning of Christmas. I think you'll find it a great joy and delight to read this book. I highly recommend that you buy it for yourself and a few extra copies for gifts, as you can't go wrong with a colorful Christmas book. So, you can buy her book, A Gift to Remember, on the Amazon Kindle app and wherever books are sold. Be sure to buy some extra copies for a friend. Or a neighbor that maybe you don't like, because I'm sure if you give them a copy of Meredith Tulas's book, a gift to remember, they'll become your biggest fan. Anyway, let's get to the show. Hey guys, Connie here from Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things. Today I have a special guest, Meredith. Meredith, we are so glad to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And hi to everyone listening. Yes, yeah, so tell us a little bit about you. Sure.
1: So I am uh, originally from Texas, in the United States. Um, I have a background in uh, ballet, actually. And um, so I spent the vast majority of my career doing, uh, you know, doing ballet and then teaching ballet and um, creating uh, sustainable community programming for ballet. Um, I am a mom of two... (laughs) Sweet boys, um, active boys. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then I'm a wife and I am a children's book
0: author. Awesome, awesome. And if you didn't know this, her husband is a frontline worker. So keep him in your prayers. He's out there doing the good for all of us. Okay, so I have Meredith on the show today because she has just authored a book called A Gift to Remember. This is a super, super special book because it incorporates the story of Jesus and Santa Claus. So Meredith, your book is called A Gift to Remember. Explain to us a little bit about the heart behind that message and how on earth you were able to tie Santa and Jesus so well together that they seem like they were never apart. Oh yeah.
1: So um, for me, the book is kind of a glimpse into Santa's heart Um, and it's told from Santa Claus's perspective. And um, it really is just Santa leading us towards remembering what's, important in life, um, you know, family and love and kindness. Um, and then most of all, the greatest gift at Christmas of all, which is the birth of Christ. So, um, yes, it's definitely, um, as you said, maybe a unique pairing in a book. Um, but for me, it, it, it just, like you said, it's like, it's like, it should have always been there.
0: (laughs) I love that. So tell us a little bit this book, even in the title "A Gift to Remember," and when I was reading through it, it just made me think about remembering what is important about remembering because I feel like you chose that title um, for a reason, and so in your in your mind, when you think about that, why is it important to remember in the holiday season what it's really about?
1: Yes, yeah, so I think um for the holidays, you know, it's for me anyways, it's kind of a question of where, what's the state of my heart, you know, where, where is my heart focus? Um, And I feel sometimes there'll be little things in the holiday. I don't know about you, but you know, something will I'll see someone do something kind or everyone's just maybe a little bit more merry or, um, and it, It's that quick reminder of, oh, yeah, that's what this is all about, you know, as I'm stuffing my cart with, you know, 50 Christmas ornaments. (laughs) Um, So for me, just remembering in and of itself is a gift that we're all given. Um, Just like every time we read the Bible, for example, we're remembering, you know, God's love for us. And so that's kind of where where it all stemmed from.
0: I like that. Remembering God's love for all of us. It's a simple concept. We learn about it in Sunday school, but how often we forget that everything he's done is because he loved us Mm -hmm. and we get to celebrate the holidays because he loved us. Mm -hmm. I want to insert here that when I read the book, not only is it very easy to read. I have a two-year-old but it's also the art is amazing. Thank you. The art is amazing. Um, And in the front of the book, you talk about how kind of the heart behind the book came from your words were an unselfish letter written by your sons. I am interested. What prompted that heart behind that they wrote that letter? Was it something that you had been doing intentionally as a mom to kind of guide them towards not being selfish and caring about others, or was this more them and it turned around and taught you a lesson about the book that you ended up writing? Yeah. Oh, good questions. <laughs> so first
1: of all, yes. Thank you so much for the compliments of the artwork. Those of you who get to, you know, who decide to read it. um, I was so blessed that God just put, um, the illustrator and in, in my path and the wonderful working relationship we've had. And, and you definitely tell like it just to watch something like that get created. It, it's, it's just, it's unforgettable. So yes, it's, uh, it's super neat. Um, so I think my boys, so one of them now is eight and the other one is four. So, you know, still pretty young. Um, they seem to be pretty um, have a sort of an unselfish quality to their personalities. I kind Mm. of, both of them have always been that way. Um, But I really do try as best I can to try to be, have some intention, you know, intentional things that we talk about or that we do um, even just in our house. Like for example, we have something called a giving jar. Mm. So if just tell they, us about that. Yeah. So um, if they do a chore or, you know, they earn money somehow, um, they can choose. I don't make them. I don't, you know, um, it's just a little mason jar that sits on our counter and they can choose if they ever want to give to the giving jar, give it a portion of something that they earn. And at the end of every year, then I ask them how they want to give that money to help somebody. and so little things like that um and then just stories I feel I I just kindness is such a big deal to me um personally I think um just it can go so far it can make waves and that's kind of how some of this book started um just like that one little drop of kindness can just you know, ignite mm-hmm. um, and so even just reading stories and reading Bible stories, you know one we often refer to is the widow who had the copper penny, yes. um you know, and um, I think it was the book of Luke, um I apologize if I'm not quoting the exact chapter or anything, but um, you're right, I'm not
0: positive either,
1: yeah, it's in Luke, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, but just because it's it's not necessarily you know compared to everybody else, she didn't have in anything, you know, mm-hmm. she just had one, you know, a couple of, of copper pennies, but it was that heart behind. And so I just try mm-hmm. to be, um, try to do some small intentional things or point kindness out that we see or, you know, things like that to try to foster um, sort of that unselfishness in, in, in my two boys, you know?
0: So, yeah. That is awesome and convicting and a lot of good ideas in that you have given me personally different things that I can do with my two-year-old because honestly it's hard not to have Christmas be all about the trees and the lights and the things because it's go 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 and when you're a parent for me anyway it's just trying to make the next thing happen Mm -hmm. and so your approach of stepping back, being intentional and doing these little things that aren't threatening. I love that because you're not demanding that your boys give it up. You're teaching them not to take your faith because they have to. And, you know, your kindness and your love for Jesus, what you're doing by doing those types of things is you're allowing them to grow their own. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that. So in your opinion, what is the biggest distraction that we face during the holiday season? Mm -hmm. Um, And why do you think it shows up so much during Christmas time?
1: (laughs) Yes, it does, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, So... I think distractions can come in all forms. And I think it depends on you personally. I think everyone sort of has their own distraction. Um, But I can definitely speak one that I've noticed over the years for me personally is time. Mm -hmm. Um, As you were just saying, kind of that time, like filling the calendar and, um, between, you know, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, and you blink and it's over, you know, and, um, and I think, you know, just society in general, you know, this is such a busy time. And there's so many activities, there's so much just there's so much going on. And so I feel like time, it was kind of like a thief that would just kind of come and take some of my time away. And then when I reflect it, like did I even sit down and like read to my kids the Christmas story out of the Bible like I mean you know and you're just like where did it where did it all go yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I think for me that that has been a big um a big one and um you know that maybe I just didn't always reflect as much as maybe I should have um at at the time and I think just with all the everything. And it's all merry and jolly. And I, and it's just magical. And I love Christmas, Um, but I just, you know, I just maybe overfilled the calendars a little bit. Mm -hmm.
0: We don't know how to sit still. And so we pack everything in and try to do it all. And then we really don't get the full benefit from any of it.
1: Yeah. And I love that. I love that reference of being still. That's, Connie, that's great. Because, you know, if you think of the night that Jesus was born, it was a silent, calm night, and Mm -hmm. still and not a lot of stuff. And, um, and you're right, I think sometimes I know I struggle like just with that stillness, you know, with everything
0: Mm -hmm. going on.
1: It's a great point.
0: And it's not necessarily, do you think that the trees or the gifts or the problem. It's that we're not taking that time to be present in that moment mm-hmm. and let our hearts go all the way back to what it's really about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think I don't blame the gifts and in, in the tree and the, <laughs> in the lights. I think I just realize more that it's, it's, again, it just goes back to, where am I investing my time? And where is my heart focused on? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think, you know, stillness would come more naturally, maybe.
0: Exactly. Do you think if adults that have, you know, had Christmas season many times before, and they have all their traditions, Mm -hmm. do you think if they were, To do what you're saying and to take your advice and to intentionally set aside some time this holiday season to reflect and to be still and to be intentional about the real heart behind Christmas, the real meaning. Do you think that it would become alive for them, that the Lord would make that alive for them in a way that they've never experienced I
1: do. and I think it's important. I think traditions are so important. and we have so many in our family. I mean, I have we have Christmas ornaments from my great aunt. I mean, my great uncle. I mean, it's just we have so many traditions. Um, but I think using those traditions and using the magic and in the wonderful um, merry atmosphere, that Christmas can bode, um, mm-hmm. can I think ignite that passion for Christ? I think we just, and me too, and this is not just, this is not, this is me. <laughs> um, yes, yes. You know, like I think if I put more weight on that stillness and weight in that um, promise of the birth of Christ, and what that meant—that all of the wonderful traditions can just, like you said, make it just that magic can take hold and make it all come come to life. And when you and it, it could just be glorious.
0: I really like that. I really like that you said the promise of the birth of Christ. I got goosebumps because I think without that, you know, we have different things in our belief as Christians that make, you know, our faith very solid. And, you know, this happened and this happened. And so God is faithful. And one of those things is his birth. Mm-hmm. The birth was the first, you know, not the first promise, but you know what I mean? That him coming, him dying, and then him raising again, were the three things that were needed. Mm-hmm. and, Christmas is that celebration of that promise being Mm -hmm. fulfilled. You know, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a new heart that we can have about this season. Guys, this, this book, it's good for little kids, but I'll tell you when I read it myself, I don't know. I just know different, different moms personally that have something against Santa or different moms that, you know, have a just very rigid way that they do Christmas to protect their their kids from this or that, or this greed or that selfishness or whatever. And I'm not a bit judging any of that, but this book, it, it allows for the fun and the color and the merriness while being grounded in the truth, the promise. Mm. And it's just good, I think, to know that Jesus loves it when we celebrate and when we're happy and when we are being merry. And so focusing on Christ through Christmas isn't minimizing our joy. It's bringing it to its fullest. Mm. And your book helps us see that. Mm. So in your opinion, Meredith, what impact could having the proper view of Christmas have on our entire year?
1: So I feel, so first of all, I just, I think Christmas is one of the most extraordinary times of the year. I just think it's such a a precious moment. Um, I always get, I don't know about you, but I, or anyone listening, I always get emotional at Christmas. <laughs> so, yes, yes. So especially um, Christmas Eve, you know, um, we start singing silent night and, and, and the church lights dim and the candles are there and there's just something, I just feel such gratitude um, that in that, that one, you know, that moment. Um, but this year um Going through the book, um, it's ministered to me big time and ministered to my family. Um, because this year I feel a weight and a weight sometimes can have a bad connotation and it's, it's not that kind of weight. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's one where I feel like I'm maturing. I'm, I'm, I'm working through and I'm trying to mature more in my faith where I finally at my older age now (laughs) um I feel more of the depth of God's love knowing that of Christ's birth and that gift because the weight of that to me is seeing the depth of his love because as you were saying just a minute ago um he sent his only son fully knowing what the rest of that journey would look like for christ and so um if i i feel like if i can mature in the in that understanding of god's love i already feel because of going through this journey with the book more ignited to dive into the Bible. And let's be real, I am a mom of two young boys who have, you know, activities and I'm a career, I have a full time job and I'm an author. And so mm-hmm. I don't sit and read my Bible every day. And I wish I could say I did, but I don't. And, but this has ignited such a passion in me because I, I feel like I understand more of the love. And now I'm like every morning, it's like when my eyes open, I just feel more excited and more ready. And I feel like that impact at Christmas can carry us through and in, 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 in give us more of a passion for Christ year round and that kindness and that unselfishness and that joy that exists at Christmas, we
0: can carry year round. That was beautiful folks. She summed it all. Right there. <laughs> no, really that. I, I love to hear a testimony about Christ coming in to some, to a believer's heart, especially somebody that's already known him and going there's more to me Mm. and giving you an excitement and a passion and uh, that that just does something to me because it happens he really does that he takes something inside of you and it's not stale and it's not Mm. stagnant and it's not the same old thing and he has truly used you and this book already to do great things and I believe that he he will use it to do many more we have listeners on this podcast from places like France mm. and they are going to get the opportunity to hear about your book and the love of Jesus Christ through the Christmas season so it's an awesome awesome opportunity to hear you speak about your love for Jesus Thank you So, Mary, not perfect, (laughs) but again, it's relieving, isn't it? That we don't have to be. Oh, yes, (laughs) and that anybody that wants to pursue Jesus at any point in their life can just do it. Mm -hmm. He welcomes us as we are. I I love that about Him. Mm -hmm. So, in your mind, have we made Christmas? too small you'll hear people talk about don't put god in a box or don't you know don't say what he will or won't do do you think this mindset could be transferred over to christmas as well
1: yeah so i don't think we made christmas too small maybe at times we've made it seem big <laughs> Ooh, i like that okay tell me more well because As you're saying, you know, we all celebrate Christmas. We all have different views and opinions and and how we celebrate and whether we do Santa and believe in Santa or whether we, you know, don't have that integrated. And um, but sometimes I think Christmas can be too big, just um, trying to live up to expectation, whatever that expectation for yourself is, whether that's, you know, whatever, just we all have expectations at Christmas of, of what our house looks like, or
0: Mm -hmm.
1: do I, did I focus enough on Christ and putting that pressure on yourself as a parent and Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, again, all the activities. So I think at times we can make it, maybe it's, it's too big, but um, I think the real question is, is have I made God too small? Um and it was interesting because I, this conversation had come up I was I was doing a, a Zoom Bible study because you know everything's Zoom yes. covid Zoom <laughs> <laughs> oh, So I was doing a Zoom Bible study and it, um with some ladies in in my neighborhood and we were talking about you know chapter in Matthew and and that conversation came up and it resonated so much with me about um and I don't even know that really the connotation I came to remember. Cause it was like, you know, nine o'clock. At <laughs> <time>. <laughs> yes. I don't really remember how, what brought the cop the topic up, but you know, the question was, you know, how big is God? How big is your God? And in whatever scenario you're in, is it God with a capital G or a lowercase G? Mm. And um, so I think for me is, is um, just how big. And again, to, that to me goes back to that gift of of the birth of this this tiny baby mm. um in the depth of our father to do that for us um just mm. took him out of that box it just exploded the box <laughs> if there ever was one <laughs> put God in a box like <laughs> box is gone. So um so I think uh yeah so I think it's Um, Christmas is always going to be magical and big. And I think that that's great. Mm -hmm. And I think it can bring, and especially right now, I mean, if you want a real conversation, like our world has been through a lot recently and, and worldwide human mankind. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people are looking forward to the joy of the season. And I think that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, and then making God really big. And I think, I think it will be, I think, honestly, I really think this could be one of the greatest Christmases ever. Um, And that sounds weird to say, because there are people suffering and, and, you know, just all sorts of different things. Um, But I also think so many distractions have been removed. And so our perspectives have been forced to shift. Um, I know mine have. Um, So I think, that can open our hearts and remembering what is really important. And, and that can be huge,
0: you know? Yeah, that's, that is so good. It is. And one of the things that I have seen in my own life is as COVID has kind of come in and limited, you know, where you can go and, you know, who you can be in contact with. For me, there has been some more time that's opened up. And I felt the prompting of the spirit just to spend that time in a specific way studying scripture. So I know that before COVID that wouldn't have been, I probably wouldn't even have heard the Lord whisper that to me, but because of the forced position that we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. it can sometimes be the best and we can really start to see things that we've spent our whole life missing. Mm-hmm. So do you think that the gifts and the fun and all the bright, shiny things are distractions that pull us and kind of lull us into a further state of spiritual sleep?
1: Uh, I certainly think they can. Yes. And I think that's where parents really struggle sometimes with Christmas, um, because they don't want to lose the meaning, you know, if they're believers, um, so they struggle with with that. And yes, I think certainly that, that an abundance um, or the excess, um, you know, anything in excess oftentimes doesn't, doesn't work out so well. And and um, I think it certainly can distract us. And I like that image of kind of putting us to sleep a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it has to, I, I think, Um, let me think if I want to say this, like, I, I feel like. Focus on the heart behind those things and the intention behind those things that I think they can actually guide us towards the Lord. And what I mean by that is, you know, the shiny gift with the bow Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily about the gift. So for example, if a little girl, has wanted a pair of I'll use ballet shoes because I was <laughs> a ballerina. ballerina, you know. I'll just go there. Um, so, you know, she just wanted them and wanted them and wanted them. And you know, it's been a rough year, and maybe mom and dad are, you know, kind of worried about can we afford that because things have changed financially for a lot of people. Um, but then all of a sudden she wakes up Christmas morning and there's a brand new pair of pink slippers, ballet slippers, in her stocking. Right. Well, fast forward six months, they're probably not going to fit anymore because she's grown, they're <laughs> tattered. They've got holes in them, you know, all the things. But what hasn't been lost is that memory for that young girl, because it was the heart behind the gift and then the unselfishness and that just sheer joy um, that I think can be in, would be in her memory for a lifetime so I think if our focus is is right then some of that can actually be super magical and guide us again towards that greatest gift of Christmas
0: you know one thing I love about you is nowhere in this message are you saying one way or the other that this about Christmas is not good or this is not good You are so neutral on the trivial things and you're finding a way to tie them all back to the heart of Christmas, which is Jesus. And I, I love that. I really do. Because for me, it just gives such hope to kind of let that pressure off of myself as I go into the holiday season, because you talked about it earlier when you said, you know, we worry about, am I following the Lord? Am I taking time? Am I, or we don't do it at all. And then we feel guilty later. But what you're saying is, is that anything and everything that we do, Jesus can use it and we can just relax. And maybe that's part of being still mm-hmm. is just relaxing and letting his spirit guide us through the season.
1: Mm-hmm. So in the book, the, um, you know, I I don't want to spoil too much of it, but, you know, Santa creates this, this magical dust and it's something so simple. Um, And I think taking some simple things, sometimes the simplest bring the most happiness.
0: Say that again.
1: um, Yeah. So I. I think sometimes the simple things can bring the most happiness.
0: (laughs) Ooh, I love that. I love that. And that goes exactly against what we're taught. Mm -hmm. We're taught more is better. Bigger is better. More glamorous is better. Mm -hmm. But you are right. I can think of things. One of the dearest things that I have is a card from... My son and my daughter, they're different times. One was just a note that my daughter wrote me for encouragement on a random day of the week Mm. on a piece of, you know, tattered notebook paper. And the other one was a birthday card that my son made me. And in, in everything that the world would say, that's the most useless gift, you know, Mm -hmm. But to me as a mom, I can't tell you the times that I've gone back and read that card of encouragement or looked at the words that my son wrote to me on my birthday card. And I've been moved by it every time the same way as when I received it for the first time. So you really hit on something very, very important, talking about the simple being the biggest and we just really I need to keep that in mind. What a what a great truth. Wow. So what are some practical things? If you were to be able to step into everyone's home all at once, like Santa <laughs> in this holiday season and be able to offer pointers and encouragement to families that are maybe going, yeah. There are some things I can do different this year. What would be some practical things that you could say that we could do in generally speaking to start changing the way that we think about Christmas, that we remember the gift of Christmas and that we can start doing that personally. So then it's outflowing to our family and our children and our community. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I'm not an elf. So I'm not in everyone's home. (laughs) You know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's hard because everyone's situations are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think um, I think that we can do
0: baby steps. I think I like that. No, I like that.
1: Yeah, So I think we can do practical, small things rather than try and set giant expectations that, you know, and, and what we're doing is not wrong. Like, I mean, it's not wrong what I've done in the past. We've had lovely Christmases um, and it's, it's wonderful. And, um, you know, but, but I look at it as, you know, how can I glorify God more? How can I, how can I spend more time with God? How can I tell my children about God? How can I do that in my community? But I think, I think small things because, um, that's just always a good way to start. Like when you're building a business. So I've built community programs and stuff and, and the most successful ones are where I just started with baby steps (laughs) and um, yeah. So, you know, um, for me, like I was saying earlier, spending more time in the word, you know, um, waking up and, and, you know, clicking, I have an app on my phone. I mean, it sounds, you know, but that's just the way it works for me. So I wake up and I, the first thing I do before I even get out of bed is I tap on the app and I read a Bible verse for the day. And I reflect on that for a few minutes. And maybe it's only three minutes, but that's three minutes that I, you know, wasn't doing before. So I think mm-hmm. trying to spend more time in the word. Um, I think Christmas gives such an opportunity to look into charities Um, and some people really often shy away from that because they're like why I don't have a lot of money to give you know to charities Um, but sometimes we can do a small step of either donating some of your time um, or even just donating awareness for that charity you know social media is a huge tool Um, and when you do that again, you're, it's the kindness. It's that, it's that spirit of Christmas, you know, and that's something small or, um, you know, simply reading, reading to your children. If you've got kids and you're listening, um, carving out that time at bedtime, or if bedtime's just way too insane, because let's be real, they're kids. (laughs) Um, you know, you know, maybe it's, at dinner time. So something I'm doing this Thanksgiving, which I saw on like Facebook or one of those, one of the social media platforms,
0: all the good ideas everywhere you
1: find them. I know. (laughs) Um, they said, put your children's books out as part of your decoration on your Thanksgiving table. So I took all of our, like, you know, Turkey book and kindness books and Berenstain bear books. And, and they are part of the table and so we've been sitting and reading like parts of the books at like during dinner and um and I love that you know because sometimes I mean bedtime sometimes we're a little wound up and you know yeah uh-huh. you know, but carving out that time and that's something super practical because then you can read such glorious stories and Christmas y'all I mean I'm a big advocate for promoting other authors. I mean, I know you're so sweet and you've mentioned my book, but like if you just Google like or go to Amazon and you just type in like, you know, Christian Christmas books or things like that. I mean, there are some glorious books out there and you just never know how a story can affect a child's life. Mm -hmm. And some of the ones I read, like you were saying earlier, you're so sweet to say about my book, but I felt the same way about other books. I read it and I'm like, I don't know if my, four-year-old got anything out of that but i'm like crying
0: (laughs) exactly exactly
1: you know something practical is just like a book Mm -hmm.
0: yes Yes.
1: you know and children's books are you know really practical tool and um so i think just some some baby steps um to help refocus our hearts at christmas and help and help focus it more you know and maybe you are focused and you're like, well, I haven't really ever not focused on Christ at Christmas, but then it's like, how can we then take that and, and, and take it away, you know, take it out into the world and and that joy, like you just want to walk down the street
0: and people are like, what's wrong with her? You know, but, exactly, exactly. You know? So, um,
1: yeah. And it's, and that's how, it's also can be terrifying to be like that. And, um, you know, it's, Like for an author, you know, some people think like, oh, that's awesome. They produced a book and or published a book and it's out there. But, you know, I mean, sometimes you are like, oh, wow. You know, like, Mm -hmm. is this, is it going to be good enough? Is it going to be worthy to sit on that beautiful child's bookshelf? Like that is, that is the most incredible honor ever, but is the book worthy of that? And then especially when Christ is in it, you're like, did I glorify him? You know, and um so wrestling with all of that, you know, but if your heart's in the right place, then as we were saying, like God is bigger and so he has a purpose, you know. But so I think some of those are just some practical things and setting realistic expectations for ourselves.
0: I love that. It's <laughs> nothing big and threatening and overhauling and a big giant checklist of things to do different. It's little, simple, baby steps that are intentional. Mm-hmm. It's giving your little and letting God do a lot with it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So where, where do you see yourself going from this book? If it does super well, which I firmly believe that it will, because it is obvious to see your heart for the Lord. And I believe, and I believe that it's scriptural, that anyone that has a heart for the Lord, he is going to do big things with, because he does never waste that. And so seeing your passion for Christmas has inspired me, and I'm positive that it's inspired other people. So where do you see, are you going to write other books, or I'll just shut up and let you tell me? <laughs> I'm starting to write a story in my mind. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um,
1: so I definitely have been inspired to, you know, continue this author journey. Um, most especially for my children and watching what a cool thing this has been to watch them see the seeds of their unselfishness and their, you know, their belief, um, and so, yeah, so uh, I'll have a second book coming out um, after the turn of the year, barring no unforeseen circumstances. Exactly, <laughs> COVID 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it will be um, in time for Easter, hint, hint. Um, and then, um, you know, I'd like to, I'd, li- I'd love to just keep writing for children. Um, I don't, I I do, I would love, you know, to also write for adults, but I have such yeah. a passion. I've worked with children, you know, basically my whole career and, um, I just have such a passion for that. And then, um, you know, just moving forward from there. And, um, but yes, it's, 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 the book has just done so well so far. It's just been, honestly, it's almost overwhelming because I just Mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't come into it with those expectations. Um, and, uh, so just continuing to write. And, um, so if you want to be kept up on, like future stuff. Yes. Tell. Um, yeah. So you can just um, go to my website, Meredith dot com, and um, you can subscribe. I won't spam you. I don't, you know, like I'm not going to send you 800 emails. Um, but if you subscribe then that way,
0: you'll be the first to hear about kind of the next book. So that's super fun. I will link all of her information in the show notes. I have another question. Yeah. Were your boys so proud of you? I I I just can imagine what they were doing when the book got published.
1: So um, they, it's been so fun. It's been such a neat journey to do as a together as a family. Um, From the editing to when we would get illustrations from Uber, like the kids would run over and my husband would run over to the computer and see them. And so the day it was getting published, um, it was published in July. So we did Christmas in July. So actually funny. They were in like 4th of July swimwear Uh had like a Christmas shirt on, I think. And so it was like this. Um, And then when I said, okay, this is it, it's official. And then they just screamed. I mean, I have a video, my husband videoed it. They just screamed. And I, I just, I looked at them and I just was like, thank you. Like, just thank you. Cause they were the whole reason It I've always wanted to try a children's book, like my whole life. And it's just been something I've always wanted to do. And I just never, it was just never that time and God just used them. And, and it was time, I guess.
0: <laughs> so he put a desire in your heart a long time ago mm-hmm. and he saw it fulfilled yeah, I, I love that. I love
1: yeah. that. Yeah, so they're pretty. They're pretty proud. And <laughs> now my my eight year old, he loves to draw. I don't know if any of your children or <laughs> any listeners' children love
0: <laughs>
1: on the walls. <laughs> he said, on- "Oh yes, we had one of those crayons on the walls." Oh it's yeah. in my Bible. Um, my Bible my
0: was the worst. Oh,
1: yeah. So he wants to. um be an illustrator now which I think is kind of
0: awesome maybe sometime in the future you'll get to showcase his work yeah I hope so okay so one last thing before we go tell us where we can get your book
1: Sure. So um, if you're already on my website, um, there's a link, you can just click there and it'll take you to buy it. Um, or if you just go on Amazon and you mm-hmm. Google my name or Google a gift to remember, um, then, you know, you can easily access it there. And I wanted to make sure I had um, different versions of the book. So there's ebook, there's paperback and there's hardcover. Um, Cause okay. people love reading in different uh, forms and fashions and, Uh, So it's, it's, uh, you know, available in all the the different formats for, for, for families. And, um, and I just have to say, thanks for um, talking about the book. And thank you for anyone who orders it. Just thank you. Um, It's such an honor to be, to think of a a book that I wrote inside of a family's home. Like, that's just incredible. And um, so I'm just very honored
0: and I can ad- can testify that when you go on to Amazon to look up the book, it comes right up. You're not going to miss it because it's a beautiful, beautiful, colorful, North Pole theme uh, <laughs> a gift to remember book. The artwork inside of it is enough to capture the person that is the most, does not like reading the most. The art is just incredible. And then the story is, it is so good for anyone super young to super old it's just a good story so i would also encourage anyone that needs something new or fresh to read for christmas time that focuses on the fun of christmas but is backed up by the story of jesus Mm -hmm. the reason that we have a reason to celebrate Mm -hmm. and guys meredith go follow her she's another one people i interview on this show are legit followers of jesus they're not in it for themselves they're not in it to get famous they're in it because they love the lord and and i just believe you're going to go places with this book and it has been an absolute honor to get to build a relationship with you and to get to know your heart and i am just thrilled to have you on the show well, thank
1: you. And I hope I get to come back one day yes.
0: <laughs> I Have an Easter book coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Meredith. And I, again, this has just been such a privilege. And I will be in touch with you. And guys, go and order a gift to remember on Amazon in whatever format you want. And if you need a gift for somebody... Anybody, Maybe even somebody you don't like, that kid at school that you have to, whatever. This will be a perfect gift, and it might change your heart in the process. Meredith, thank you so much. Thank you. See you next time.